Welcome to the podcast of First Baptist Church, Black Mountain, North Carolina. In the beautiful mountains of western North Carolina, just east of Asheville, our pastor, Dr. T. David Phillips, thanks you for visiting our podcast today. We welcome you to a place for you. In this podcast, we will examine the special calling and place Christ has for you. You are welcomed. There is a place for you. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 28, 29, and 30. Hear now the words of Jesus Christ. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my load is light. May God bless the reading of the word. Thank you, Rod. I want to say that uh, I appreciate the invitation to come and to speak today. I know that this is uh, Pastor Appreciation Month, and I want to uh, express my appreciation to David. Uh, he and I have been able to have several different conversations, and uh, I am so grateful for him. Uh, God has given him a wonderful spirit, given him a good mind, and as we all know, he is working diligently here at uh, First Baptist Church in Black Mountain. And so uh, I am grateful uh, for the opportunity to uh, receive the invitation to come and speak and grateful for uh, David. I uh, also want to say on behalf of my wife, Dawn, and myself that uh, we appreciate the friendship uh, that you have extended to us. Uh, we have been members here for less than a year. Uh, but during this time, we have uh, really appreciated uh, uh, the worship service. Uh, as Mary said, I've been preaching for over 50 years. And most of the time during those 50 years, uh, I would be preaching. And it's one thing to come to a worship service when you don't have any responsibility. And it's a great blessing just to be able to soak it in just to listen to the hymns and sing the hymns. And uh, so we really uh, appreciate uh, the music. And Mary, uh, thank you very much. And praise team for leading in music. And Catherine, thank you very much uh, for the playing. Uh, as a congregation, uh, uh, we are greatly blessed for these individuals to be a part of this church. And then I want to say a special word of thanks to the uh, Sunday school class that we're in. Uh, I go to that Sunday school class, and guess what? I don't have to say a word. I don't have to say a word. I just go, and I just soak it in, and I listen, and I don't have to have the answers, and that is so good. And then I have also enjoyed the uh, Wednesday night, uh, the fellowship and the Bible studies, and uh, I may bring up some of that later in the sermon, but... Uh, 
Uh, Don and I, we are grateful to be members here. We live probably one mile and one-tenth away, and that's uh, close. As somebody says, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's too far to walk, and it's too close to drive. So if, we, if we're not here Sunday, some Sunday, just know it's just too far to walk and too close to drive. Uh, <clears throat> Audrey, you remember uh, John Crowder? That, uh, that uh, I was pastor at Ridgecrest for 12 years, and Audrey was one of the members there. And there was a man that lived probably uh, 100 yards away, and he said it was too close to drive and too far to walk. But he was there. His wife made him be there. So uh, anyway, uh, but I did want to, uh, to uh, say those words of appreciation. And uh, Dawn and I are grateful uh, to be here. Uh, this morning, I uh, want to bring a message uh, based on Matthew chapter uh, 11, 28 through 30. And I appreciate Ron reading the scripture. Uh, Ron and uh, Don and myself, we grew up in the same county, uh, Union County, North Carolina. Uh, Ron went to Sun Valley High School. We went to Forest Hills High School. Uh, I doubt if Ron has said anything about it, uh, but there is a quarterback for the University of North Carolina whose name is Sam Howell, and he and Ron went to the same high school. Ron, have you told anybody that here? Many years apart. <laughs> okay, many years apart. But anyway, uh, uh, Sun Valley is uh, uh, Forest Hills. Uh, Forest Hills, I guess our most well-known graduate is uh, Randy Travis. Anybody ever heard of Randy Travis? How many of you have heard of Randy Travis? Raise your hand. Uh, I appreciate that. Now, how many of you have ever heard of Sam Howe? Raise your hand. Ron, what is this? <laughs> okay, okay. All right, well, I better, I better get on with it. Uh, someone told me not to be too nervous this morning, and I said my problem is I'm not nervous enough, and you can probably see that. But anyway, uh, uh, today I want to uh, bring a message that I think is uh, relevant to all of us for all of our life. It's um, entitled by uh, many people as uh, The Great Invitation. The Great Invitation. And this is an invitation that is extended to us 24-7. And I am so grateful that uh, whenever we want to draw near to the Lord, uh, that this is an invitation that is given to us. Uh, as I think about invitations, I think about birthday parties. I remember as a uh, child, I remember going to birthday parties. And I remember having the hats and remember having the different things that you have at a birthday party and uh, always enjoyed going to a birthday party. Nowadays, birthday parties are even more special because it's not only the person who has a birthday that gets a gift, but everybody that goes gets a gift. And that's, I think that's uh, pretty good too, but uh, that wasn't heard of back in the days when I went to, when I was having birthday parties. But uh, I, I enjoyed going to birthday parties. Now, some of you ladies, you may enjoy going to a bridal shower, receiving that invitation. 
Some of you may not. Uh, you have a bridal shower, and then they have the baby shower, and invitations are given uh, for all of those. And then sometimes people are having a, maybe a 50th wedding anniversary and receive an invitation to that. And birthday parties, I think, are for people maybe like 8, 9, and 10. But once you get to be 80 and 90 and 100, you also have birthday parties, and people invite you to those. And so we, uh, we know uh, that an invitation is important. I'm not sure of all the psychological reasons that it is important, but uh, it's important to receive an invitation, uh, an invitation to go snow skiing, an invitation to go backpacking, an invitation to go water skiing. Uh, it's nice to receive an invitation. And all of us have been given an invitation, and we have been given an invitation by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Today is October 24. Tomorrow is October 25. A month from tomorrow is Thanksgiving. And two months from tomorrow is Christmas Day. And so as I think about invitations, I think about an invitation to a Thanksgiving meal. I think about an invitation to Christmas gatherings. I think about invitations. But Jesus gives us an invitation, and that invitation is this. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light, and you will find rest for your soul. This morning, I want us to look at this passage of Scripture from three different ways. Number one, the inviter who is Jesus Christ, the people that are invited, the invitees, those that are weary and burdened, and then I want us to look at the invitation, and the invitation is, come to me, take my yoke upon you, and learn of me. And so let's begin with the inviter. Several Wednesday nights ago, David was uh, teaching about Jesus. And as he was seeking, teaching about Jesus, he spoke about Jesus as being a person that was very approachable. We know that Jesus was approached by Nicodemus. We know that there was a lady who had a child that was sick who came up to Jesus we know that there was a man who was sick that came up to Jesus. We know that there were lepers who came up to Jesus. He was approachable. And in the Gospel of John, it says that whoever the Father brings to me, Jesus says, whoever the Father brings to me, I will not reject. And so all the different people that came to Jesus he did not reject them. And when we come to the Christ, he does not reject us. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. And so we are to be people who 
draw near to the Lord. He invites us to do that. When I think about uh, Jesus, not only do we think about Jesus as someone who is approachable and who is personable, but we also think about the cosmic Christ. And David emphasized these two. He talked about the Christ that is approachable and personable, and then he spoke about the cosmic Christ. In Colossians chapter 1, it speaks about Christ in this way, that he is the creator of all things. He is the creator of you and me, and he is the creator of the universe. And as we learn more and more about the universe, we learn more and more about the greatness of the Christ. Not only is he the creator of the Carolina blue sky and the orange that I see on the trees out here, uh, not only is he creator, but he is the one who holds it together. Just imagine what would happen if there wasn't gravity. Well, you know, we wouldn't be here. We'd be somewhere else. But he holds everything together. He has created all things, and he holds all things together, and all things have been created for him. And so we can be very grateful for the Christ, that the one who is cosmic is also the one who is personable, and that we can approach him and that we can come to him. As I think about the Christ, I I think about approaching him in different ways. Uh, one of the ways that I try to approach the Christ is through a devotion. All of us have different devotional material. As we think about that devotional material, it's a devotional that really speaks to us and really helps us to connect with the Lord. I think about going to the ocean, and I think about sitting on the pier, and I think about just looking out at the vastness of the ocean. And I think about the, uh, I think about Samuel, and how one evening uh, Eli said to Samuel after he heard some noises, he says, when you hear that next voice, just say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And that's what Samuel did. The next time he heard the voice, he simply said, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And so I think about it at night. I think about it at night when I wake up. I'll say something like, Speak, Lord. Now, sometimes I do not define myself as a servant of the Lord. Sometimes I'll say, Speak, Lord, a sinner is listening. Other times I'll say, uh, speak, Lord. One who truly wants to go to sleep is listening. And I just try to think about what, who I am at that particular time in my life, and I just simply say, speak, Lord. And then I try to listen for a Bible verse, or I try to listen for a phrase, or I try to listen for something that will help me to connect to the Lord. And so I, uh, I, I come approaching the Lord. Uh, 
Uh, one of the blessings around here would be uh, the mountains. Uh, one of the places I enjoy going is uh, to Montree Park and to the prayer garden. I enjoy going to that uh, mountain stream there. And you go and you simply say, speak, Lord, I'm listening. And then I think about going to a retreat center. And I've been blessed in my life to be able to go to numerous retreat centers. And as I think about going to a retreat center, uh, you go simply for the purpose of listening to what God is going to say. They even have what they call silent retreats. And when you go to a silent retreat, you're silent. And it may be two or three days of silence. And you eat in silence and you, you walk around in silence. But it's a silence retreat. I remember one time at the Lifeway Conference Center there at Ridgecrest. I remember uh, my, my heart was full. I remember going and simply to the front, rededicating my life to the Lord. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. I remember one time at Gardner-Webb University that uh, uh, I was there and there were, a message was given and I remember going forward. And what I want you to do is I want you to think about those places and those times when you can truly go and be with God and when you can hear him speak to you. And you simply say, speak, Lord, your servant, your, this sinner, this person who wants some rest, this person who wants some guidance is listening. And so uh, we come to the Lord and we approach him and he invites us to do that. And so we are invited. And the King of kings and the Lord of lords is the one who invites us the one that we will give thanks to uh, on Thanksgiving. Uh, we will think about all of those great blessings that God has given. And it's one of the ways in which he is inviting us to that close relationship with him. And so we have the person that is the inviter, Jesus Christ. He says, come to me, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. I want you to think about that weary and burden. When I think about the weary and the burden, I, I think about uh, a person who is crushed inwardly and a person who is crushed outwardly. In a Sunday school uh, lesson recently, Sandra I uh, talked about being crushed to the core. I'd heard about being crushed, but that really spoke to me to be crushed to the core. And I'd like for you to think about what is it that is crushing you internally right now? In what way are you being crushed? I've thought about ways in the past that I have been crushed. I've been crushed by people. And when I think about being crushed by people, I, I think about bad attitudes. I think about anger and I think about wrath and I think about envy and I think about jealousy. 
And when I begin to think about all of these inner thoughts and inner feelings, I become aware that they can crush me to the core. And so when I begin to have anger and when I have envy and when I have jealousy and when there is wrath and when there is rage within me and when there is uh, regret and when there is remorse and when there is shame and when there is guilt, these feelings and attitudes and thoughts can crush me. They can crush you. And Jesus said, come unto me, all of you who are crushed inwardly. And we begin to think about how we are crushed at the core. I'd like for you to reflect back on your life. And I'd like for you to think about the times that you have been crushed. You may go back to maybe as a young adult, middle-aged adult, senior adult, but think back to those times that you are absolutely crushed to the core. And as I think back on those times, I, I know that I was simply numb and I just kind of went through life and there was really no peace and there was really no joy. It was a terrible, terrible time to live. But I was a pastor. <laughs> I was a pastor and I needed to live through it. And you may not have been a pastor, but you also were aware that you needed to live through it. And so we think about those times that we are crushed to the core inwardly. And then I want to, want you to think right now, uh, who is a person that I hate right now? Who is a person that I'm angry with right now? Who is a person I'm envious of or jealous of? What is it inwardly that is crushing, that is crushing you to the core? And Jesus says to us, when we are crushed to the core, he says, come to me. Go down to that pier at the ocean and come to me. Go to Montreat and go to the prayer chapel and come to me. Go to the mountains and come to me. And so whenever we are crushed, the invitation is come to me. And it may take a while for us to do that, but we truly need to do that. Come to me. And then we are crushed outwardly. We're crushed outwardly, outwardly when we are disappointed with somebody. We're crushed outwardly maybe at our job, maybe at work. Uh, we're crushed outwardly because of family members. And we find ourselves crushed and there's not much that we can do. And so what do we do? We come to Christ. And so Jesus says to us when we're crushed to the core, come unto me, all you that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The invitation is to come, and the invitation is to take up his yoke, and the yoke is a symbol of partnership, and we become partners with Christ, 
and we go in the direction that he wants us to go, and he goes, and we go at the pace that he wants us to go. It's like two oxen or two horses pulling a cart or a load, and the two make it easier than the one, and Jesus comes beside a bus, and he walks in the direction that we need to go, and then he walks at the pace we need to walk. And think about that as big picture. Big picture, I am to walk yoked and in partnership with the Lord. Small picture, day by day, I am to walk in the direction he wants me to walk, and I am to walk at the pace. I read something this week that was really good, and uh, it really doesn't apply to me, but it does apply to one of the members of my family. And this is it is that the Bible never tells us that Jesus ran anywhere. He walked. And so when you find yourself running, 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 and getting exhausted, 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 ask yourself, who am I partnering with? Who is guiding me? Who is directing me? My wife is a workaholic, okay? And she goes, 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 goes like the Energizer Bunny. And I told somebody the other day that sometimes I just have to rest from watching her work. I really do. But anyway, just know that the invitation is to come unto me. All you that labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. We are to join in with the Christ in the direction of our life and the day-to-day activities of our life. And then it says, learn of me. We're to have a mentor. We're to have a teacher. Learn of me. As we think about learning of the Christ, he was humble and he was gentle. In our day and age, people are recognized who are arrogant and aggressive. Jesus was humble, and he was gentle, and he walked through life with humility and dependence upon God and with gentleness. Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And the rest that God gives to us is not only physical rest, but is soul rest. And the soul rest, I think, is, can be defined in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's the rest that we need. That's the rest that we need in our soul. It's the rest that our mind and will and emotions need. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, generous, self-control. I believe in physical rest, but more importantly, I believe in soul rest. And if we can have soul rest, it can help us to have physical rest. I think about salvation, and I think about that salvation really means that we, are, we experience the forgiveness of our sins. We experience liberation over sin. We experience right relationships with God, with self, with others, with all of creation. 
That's a rest that God wants to give to us. In the Gospels, it tells us a story about a man that was going to have a big feast for his son. And he sent out the invitations. He said, on a particular, at a particular time, we'll let you know we're going to have a big feast. We want you to come. And so everybody kind of knew about it, knew the general date of it. And so the time came for the invitation to be given. And so uh, invitation went out to one man, and the man said, I'm sorry, I can't come. I've just bought some land. That was his excuse. Big party, big invitation. I can't come. I just bought some land. Another one, invitation went out, and the man had bought a number of tractors, and the man said, I'm sorry, I can't come. I need to go look at my tractors. I need to go look at my oxen. And then there was another one, invitation went out, and the man said, I'm sorry, I can't come. I just got married. There were invitations to the kingdom of God, invitations to the rule and the reign of God in our life, invitations to forgiveness and liberation and well-being. Those are the liberations that the Christ gives to us. And what is the excuse that I'm using? And what is the excuse that you are using so that you do not accept that invitation? Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light, and you will find rest for your soul. And I say to you, that's what all of us need greatly, is that we need rest for our soul. I'd like for every head to be bowed and every eye closed. And this time we're going to be having the time of invitation. I do not know what decision that you feel like that God may be asking you to make this day. It may be a decision to receive the Christ, to save your Lord, uh, to rededicate your life, to become a member of this fellowship. But whatever decision it is, I would ask you to think seriously about coming to the Christ and making that decision. I'm going to ask our praise team to come and to lead us at this time. One of the central messages of Scripture is that you are not alone. I would invite you to our worship services, our celebrations each Sunday morning, 10 a.m., First Baptist of Black Mountain. In fact, we have saved a place for you this coming Sunday. May God bless.